What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka. Lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. Hey, hey, this is Mark Thompson, narrator of a bunch of the Star Wars audiobooks, and you are listening to the Living Force. May the Force be with you. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the Living Force, young Padawan. A Utini production. This is where the fun begins. Episode 82, Comics Chat with Jake Ruddle. My trick's gonna work, gonna make only money. On this episode, new Utini book reviews. We shall be robbed and crunched. Details on the next Utini night at the opera. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. And the Utini crew talks about the comics of Star Wars. Wow. What do you know? And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and special guest Jake Ruddle. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Living Force podcast. Oh, it's so good to be here. I never get tired of that theme. I don't. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk all about great things Star Wars comics are the doctors. We start off with Dr. Corey Helton. Hello, my friend. What's up? What's up? How are you guys doing? Doing good. You're pulling double duty tonight, aren't you? I am. I am. I am the cameraman and the sometimes having things to say man, but I don't really read the comics, so less often than that usual man. Well, (laughs) thrilling intro that is. Uh, We'll see if uh, Dr. Charles Hankel can top that. How you doing, my dude? I'm good, man. I'm ready to pull double duty as well. Sometimes tonight I will smile. Sometimes I will nod. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I might even do both, so keep an eye out. Oh, man, be still my beating heart. Well, joining that uh, excitement is the lovely and talented video host extraordinaire, Jake Ruddle. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, guys? Oh, How's going to know that you're here, dude. Look at so that glad studio. To have you. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Oh, it's so pretty. No, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, well, it's, you know, a lot of time. I was starting to rearrange them the other day because I was mm-hmm. anticipating this. But I just kind of got lost in it all, and it's just all Well, I'm so glad to see it. If, if y'all are listening on audio, Jake is sitting in front of a beautifully lit like brick wall backing, and there's <laughs> bookshelves with figures. If you watch the Utini YouTube channel, you have seen Jake's studio. Uh, Jake has done a bunch of our guides, reviews. Um, you're also molding the minds of America. Isn't that right? I think that's what you do. <laughs> I am. I am teacher by day, Star Wars extraordinaire by night, or try to be extraordinaire. I like mentioned the other day, I was like, has anyone read the masterpiece of the Revenge of the Sith? And they were just kind of like, are you talking about the movie? And I was like, no, there's a book. So I said, we might have to go in and do some, uh, some, uh, Star Wars reading. Yes. Man, if only we all had that teacher, right? Oh my God. I'm just picturing you aggressively (laughs) writing Darth Plagueis in chalk. 
on like a blackboard, <laughs> even though I know you don't have a blackboard. <laughs> but you're on blackboard. I actually did in my last <gasps> school. Some schools wow. still do have really chalkboard, which it's like they asked me. They were like, "Do you want a whiteboard?" And I was like, no, like there's something very nostalgic about having the chalkboard. And I could like look at a student and be like, go bang these erasers out. You know, what uh, is this, Matilda? We, we can't give grades for behavior. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Well, you know. if, if you are <laughs> a good person that. like Jake's students or a bad person like Jake's eraser clapper students, you are welcome regardless here. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, hey, everybody, we are. Are the Living Force, the official podcast of Utini.com. We do a live Twitch show every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The audio podcast of uh, this is... Re- Bleh, God, I almost got it. I was, I was on a good roll, and I messed it up. <laughs> the audio version of this podcast is released. There we go. Thursdays for our patrons. Fridays for everybody on various podcast platforms. Welcome in. I'm glad to see you. Uh, as we said, today we are going to be talking about Star Wars comics. Jake did an amazing video recently on the Utini YouTube channel with the Ultimate Guide to Comics. So we're going to catch everybody up on what's been going on. Look ahead towards 2021, which is going to have a lot of great comics news. But before we get there, a couple of news things that we want to go over. We all know that the High Republic is coming soon. We've talked about it on this show a lot. It's the biggest thing in Star Wars publishing possibly ever. And this past week, NetGalley, which is a digital preview uh, reading site, I guess, like for a lot of digital readers uh, and reviewers, you can go on NetGalley. It's how you get digital copies of books. They randomly put up a sampler of two High Republic titles of A Test of Courage and Into the Dark. Did you guys see this? Did you hear about this? Yes. Because of yeah, you. Yeah. Everybody would, yes, that's right. Well, and everybody was talking about it on the team. So, I mean, that was kind of a big deal, but... They, things just like kind of sneak into NetGalley. I don't know how that really works, how they decide yeah. how things go or are going to go to NetGalley, but they really just kind of sneak in there. It is it is a crazy little world, but uh, if you are on NetGalley or have a profile on there, I would highly suggest you go check it out because, guys, this wasn't just like, you know, 10 pages here, 10 pages there. This was 40 <laughs> pages of each book. Right. Claudia Gray's book and Justine Ireland's High Republic book. It's like three chapters of each. I was It was insane. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. Back in um, at Celebration last year, when when I went to that, the Del Rey booth had some of the preview copies of like what are the what is it called previews? Whatever it says, it looks interesting. Yeah, the sampler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had they had they had the hardbound, yeah. uh, well, the paperback samplers that they were kind of handing out and stuff. And I picked one up. I might have it around here somewhere. Um, that has a couple chapters of of various books that were released that year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting that they do that. Um, I don't know why more people don't get them. I guess like. Have they done one? I feel like they haven't done one in a while because you used to be able to get them on Amazon. Yeah, it's been really? a hot minute. Like especially with something yeah. this high profile, like to right. to push something this yeah. much, amount of free content. I think honestly, it shows how confident they are in this publishing line. Like to put out three chapters of each book. We already got chapter one of Light of the Jedi and IGN like two months ago. Like they're putting preview pages out for High Republic number one. Like, dang. Um, yeah. So so stoked. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to like make you all aware of that. I did read the previews of both. Uh, they're really good. Uh, <laughs> shocker. So you heard it here first. Claudia Gray wrote more good Star Wars. Who'd have thunk? Uh, but definitely go to NetGalley. Check those out. And of course, they are going to be coming out at the beginning of next year. Uh, two teases 
for later on in the show because, again, we, we switched up our format to put our main stuff more in the beginning of the show. At the end of the show, we have a new Patreon show to announce and a Patreon event we're going to announce. But that's all I'm going to tell you right now. That's it. That's all you get. You get a little, a little sampler, if you will. Just like a NetGalley sampler. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that thematic tying in, guys. Oh, it's so natural. <laughs> Stick around to the end of the oh show. God. We had a couple of announcements to talk about. Uh, Corey, would you like to tackle the Patreon updates, though, uh, with oh, our new patron and patron of the week? I would, uh, I would love to. Yes, yeah, so we have... Uh, Patreon is, is a really big part of uh, you know what we do here. It helps support the show, and we try to do a lot of really cool, fun stuff for for our patrons. We have uh, Tim pointed out to me guys last week uh, that we have when we start doing Bounty Hunt again, we're gonna have a show literally released every single day on Patreon. It's pretty oh, ridiculous. Like Ooh. like five bucks gets you oh my god a whole week's worth of content. It's kind of oh nuts god. actually. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so our, our Patreon is jam-packed with all kinds of cool stuff. We do behind-the-scenes look. We do exclusive merch. Uh, if you haven't seen that already, it's at patreon.com slash utini. And, uh, yeah, we have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, firstly, we do have a new patron this week. Uh, Lauren Trout is Trout? Uh, uh, yep, a new patron. Um, yes, I did make a fish joke when we, <laughs> when we introduced slack. you to the we team. We got the it was fantastic. <laughs> I can't remember what I said. I said. I think I said, what a catch. Yes, you did. Yes. Yes, and I said, excellent. ha. That's right. That's right. Um, and then, um, secondly, uh, we do have a Night at the Opera coming up uh, this month, which looks pretty fun. So um, that's going to be really cool. We're going to talk more about that later. But I think the biggest thing I want to highlight right now is our patron of the week. Every single week we Woo! do a – we uh, highlight a special member of our Patreon community. And this week is none other than uh, the show's own Matt Davenport. So he's got a really cool video for you guys. So let me cue that up here, and uh, we will do it. Hi, I'm actor Troy McClure. You might remember me from some Utini podcasts like The Queen's Fashion and Pew Pew, ranking the laser blasts of Star Wars. Hello there, Star Wars fans. I'm Matt Davenport. Yes, that Matt Davenport that you hear at the end of every Living Force podcast is read by Eric Eilerson because he's contractually obligated to do so. My connection to the Force started in the summer of 77 with the release of Star Wars. After watching the movie over and over in the theater, I couldn't get enough, and that led me to reading everything I could get my hands on. The novel adaptation, Starlog magazine, Dynamite magazine, the comics. Back in my day, we didn't have the Twitter net to force feed us 24 hours a day. Now, I lived through the dark times, a period of about 1986 through 1991, when it seemed like the franchise had run out of gas. It was spotting Star Wars Dark Empire from Dark Horse Comics and Zahn's Heir to the Empire that reignited the spark that burned down the dark times. Now, my question for the Utini team is, what Star Wars character, Legends or EU, would best play you do your job IRL? And, Corey and Charles, you can't choose 2-1-B or FX-7. No droids! I just want to thank everybody for their enthusiasm and for their passion towards Star Wars and for building an inclusive fan community. May the Force be with you. Man, oh God, that I love Matt. <laughs> I know, he's such a baller. He really is. We, we know we're having him on the show in the next in a couple weeks here. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that next week? It's not next week, is it? No, I think it's... Uh, may, yes, yeah, it is. Is it next, is week? next week? Oh, wow. Yes, right. That's going to be exciting. You heard it here. He's got, he's got something big planned for us, but... Uh, Ah, uh, Matt. Yeah, so, fantastic. Matt, we love you. Uh, Matt's been an, Matt's been an awesome part of this team for for so long now. Obviously, with the podcast and with the Cantina of Comics show that he's doing, 
Um, but his question, everyone, what character from Star Wars, Canon or Legends, <clears throat> would best do our actual job? Uba. Uba. Oh, man. That's funny. I delivered a baby by myself yesterday, guys. Mm. Whoa! The, uh, yeah, uh, sorry to, to totally take it off the rails. There was a uh, the the OB attending couldn't get in there fast enough, and uh, it was just me, nobody else. You did it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, so who could do that? Who it? Who but could no droids. No droids. Uber. 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 Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll we don't keep... know why she's lost the will to live. <laughs> I'll pull one. Um, I'm gonna say uh, if we're thinking about my, my actor life here. I'm going to say Zade from Black oh, Spire. Of course. I think would be a tremendous actor, uh, since he basically is anyway. Zade, was it Zade Kilgore? Kilgrave? Yeah. It's one of those. Uh, Something like that. <laughs> yeah, but he's very flamboyant, very uh, very boisterous. So I think he'd be an excellent It's Calliday. Actor. Isn't it Calliday? Calliday? Zade Calliday. There it is. Yeah. Thank okay. You. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I like that answer. I think, you know what my answer is going to be? It's going to be... Ahsoka, and the reason it's going to be Ahsoka Ooh. is because she basically like uh, put Rex through an MRI and like diagnosed him and fixed him in like five oh, yeah. seconds yeah. in the last season of the Clone Wars. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh man, That's fantastic. Um, I think mine would be uh, <clears throat> mine would be that <laughs> that clone trooper. I have no idea what what the name is. It's probably like buried deep in the in the credits of Attack of the Clones. Do you remember when? <laughs> They, when the gunship is flying towards Dooku or whatever, and they're like chasing Dooku, and they like rocks or whatever, and Padme like falls out of it from mm-hmm. like five stories up and just hits the scene I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and then like, so she's the scene like transition, and Obi Wan yells at Anakin. He's like, "What would Padme do?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're right. You do it. Do it. okay." That whole thing happens, and then like it flashes back to Padme. She's just laying there. Oh, uh, she's just laying there, right? <laughs> like she's like totally unconscious, and then that that clone trooper runs over, and he like it's so slow, it's almost in slow motion. But he like he like kneels and takes her hand, and he's like, "Ma'am, are you okay?" And she's just like instantly better, instantly better. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." She just but, gets up and like they just uh, run away. The, the magical After falling like trooper. five stories. Her run, her run in it's that so is so awkward. Watch rewatch. She's like a yes, long stride. It's so, it's so awkward. Bad. Like I specifically remember it's the first time like I was in a theater that like everybody laughed at a scene that they obviously <laughs> were not supposed to laugh at. And I and I didn't understand it. That's like a as a kid. Moment. I was like, That's a bonding what's everybody moment. laughing at? I don't really get it. It's because it was just so cringy. She just like got up after like falling four stories <laughs> out of the damn gunship. It was great. Anyway, that's who I would be, is that you know, he clearly saved her, the clone <laughs> right. trooper did. Alright, I like it. I dig it. Uh, Jake, who is the teacher? Um, well, like, right off the top of my head, I mean, you think to yourself, okay, well, which mm-hmm. Jedi is it? And, like, all that keeps popping into my head is just Mace Windu looking at Anakin going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, I think Mace Windu, because, like, the amount of times that I'm, like, standing there and I get a kid stands up and I look at him and I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I just have to throw this away. I'm like, I'm literally talking about something right now. And they're like, can I not just throw this away? And I'm like, take a seat. Um, yeah, amazing. Whatever it is. So, we don't I'm discuss Jedi business with civilians. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Uh, looking at the chat here, we got a couple answers as well. Uh, we had Jose in the chat saying, I guess mine would be Galen Erso since he designed the Death Star. And Jose yeah. is a phenomenal oh, architect. Uh, so that makes a ton of sense. 
Also, Spice Dan, uh, as an engineer, says, Lothal has roads, so someone had to design them, I guess. So I'm going to be played by a random Lotholian civil engineer. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> Fenwina1 says, or Jacosta New for Jake, or Jacosta New. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Ooh! Oh! Can I pay the however much I have to pay to change my game <laughs> oh my God. right now and everything? My Instagram Jake name, New. literally everything. I, I like just the fact that I can look at all the kids now and be like, if it's not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then, we'll, and then we'll give and you an awesome like, lightsaber gun. <laughs> all right. Yes. Epic. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Matt. Even though she is taken down by one of her students. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe that's how it's things coming. are going to end for you, Jake. Sorry. We don't know. Yeah, come on, Jake. We just we, don't know. We know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Very okay. dark. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> In this day and age, we can't joke about stuff like that. <laughs> well, other than Jake's imminent demise in the hand of his students, we got books coming out, guys. Uh, as a reminder, next month, November 10th, uh, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back is coming out. Make sure you get your pre-orders in. And a constant reminder to check out the new release page of Utini for all the upcoming releases. Thank you to Frank, who does a great job uh, keeping track of those. Oh, and thank you, Heather, for the bit. The bits have started flying. That's right. All right, Charles, uh, if you'd be so kind, could you take us through some book reviews? We haven't gotten community book reviews in a while, thanks to oh, our roundtables, but we're putting them back in this episode. <clears throat> yeah, it has been a while. I'd be more than happy to kick this off with our very own Spice Den, who reviewed Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising. So we've talked a little bit about that recently. Uh, Spice Den gave it five stars. And he said, Chaos Rising is quite frankly one of the best Star Wars books I've ever read. Zahn does an incredible job of establishing this new pocket of the galaxy. It feels fleshed out but not rushed and it leaves room for further development in the rest of the trilogy. The characters are fantastic. Thrawn is enjoyable as always, as is Arlani. I found the main antagonist to be interesting. However, I wish they would have had a little bit more time to develop. I think my biggest praise of the book is that I'm sad there are only two more coming because I love this part of the galaxy so much. So thank you, Spice Then I think we're probably all on the same page there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who's going next? You, this is your segment, man. I put this you is in the my album. segment? You're the king. This, is, this is your segment. This has just segment. been made my segment. Okay, all right. Um, well, who else to choose other than our very own special guest, Mr. Jake Ruddle? Look at Paul Matthews. All right. So we got Paul Matthews, and he is giving Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising five stars as well. And he says, oh, man, from the moment this one started, I knew it was going to be a fun ride. There was fantastic military action as to be expected with Thrawn. The dive into the family politics was wonderful and in-depth. What I didn't expect was the quite wholesome moments between some of the side characters. Cherie was one of my favorite new characters, and her being so strong and so young felt empowering and encouraging. I loved the story, and I can't Mm. wait for more. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. And thank you, Paul. Thank you. All right. And yeah. Eric, why don't you round us out uh, with our last one? Because Corey's busy with these cameras. He can't multitask I, that much. You're doing great, Corey. Uh, <laughs> all right, appreciate I'll, that. I'll round it out with, with Lando, who also reviewed Throne Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, a little bit of a pattern in this episode, uh, gave it five stars as well and said, this was my first ever Thrawn book and I was very impressed. It explored an all new location with new planets and species that I've never encountered before. That said... 
It could become hard to follow or understand at some points because of how foreign everything was. I'm sure on a second read, I might find myself loving this even more. I'm very excited for the continuation of this trilogy and can't wait to dive into the first canon Thrawn trilogy. Mm. And I really like that especially because it, it brings up something that we talk about on the show from time to time, which is the value of rereading. Um, mm-hmm. I know everyone's lives are busy. We're all trying to keep up with a bunch of different things. But rereading, especially Star Wars books, I think is becoming more and more helpful as the years go on because there, there's just so much stuff crammed in now, especially with Zon books, that you can't get everything on the first try, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Freaking love it. So thank you to you all. And, of course, if you want your review read on this show, head over to utini.com, find your book profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom, leave a star rating and the written review, and maybe we'll put it right on this show. All right, folks. You came here for comics. We brought Jake here for comics. We stopped him from teaching for comics. That's what we did here. This is how big this is. I know. When all my kids come tomorrow and they're like, Mr. Roto, you haven't graded any of our things. I'm going to be like, well, let me direct you all to the podcast where we're going to get some serious content today. Um, find the central idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's some English teacher stuff right there. I like it. <laughs> I, I really like that you were talking about the idea of reading things twice because, like, the I have a handout that we go on that says that it takes three times to really – you need to read something three times before you can really synthesize what is I'm sorry, is could you repeat that? Happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I see what you did. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my mic's cutting out. Like, Corey's going to yell at me. It's a whole big thing. And then it's like, okay, Man. I see what you did. Well, well, I dig it, and, and one of the things that I like to reread, segue, segue, um, are Star Wars comics. Uh, since in the last few years, we have gotten more Star Wars comics than we have in quite a while. Uh, we got new series coming out all the time, and a little while ago, we did a little catch-up episode where we told people what was going on, and so much has been happening that I decided, you know what? Or we decided, not just me. Come on now, I don't have that kind of power. I do, but I don't use it. <laughs> Uh, I decided we need to talk more about comics. So, Jake, as our as our guest, as our guest host here today, I want to ask you, what are some of your favorite recent Star Wars comics and why? All right. So, I mean, recently, I I love the new runs that have been happening. Um, if everybody, if you're kind of following along with the way that Star Wars comics have uh, have kind of been picking up, you. Right after Disney took over Lucasfilm, um, they started some different runs with some different characters. Darth Vader had his own run, and then they had a run that was just called Star Wars. Um, And the primary focus on that was taking place between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. And it kind of confused people because, well, when I started reading it, it confused me because I'm like, okay, Star Wars, this is the Star Wars run. So I was like, is this this just the run of all of the Star Wars movies as... A, as a comic form, and it was mainly it's the the comic run that follows the heroes of the original mm-hmm. trilogy. So it kind of follows Han, Leia, Luke, and what they were kind of up to. So that went through seventy five issues, um, which was a really good run that filled in the gap of the three years that was in between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. And so they restarted that here in twenty twenty. And so if you search around online, you'll normally see it referred to as the Star Wars 2020 run or the 2020 Star Wars run, which is now filling in the gap of what Han and Leia and Luke were up to between The Empire Strikes Back and Return Well, we do Jedi, know what Han was up to. Which is a shorter in period all fairness. of time. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess I didn't even think about that. As I, well, they're actually in. You know, to kind of add to that, um, you know, we've got a Star Wars run that's going on right now. We have a Darth Vader run that's going on right now. Um, there's a new Doctor Afra run. There's a new Bounty Hunters run. Um, and the Bounty Hunters run does kind of give some perspective on what Boba Fett was up to um, and kind of showing us that Han did not make a direct trip from Bespin mm-hmm. to Tatooine, that Boba Fett got a little sidestepped. Um, but in just kind of sticking with the, um, the Star Wars run, I mean, it's, it's been really awesome to see that story kind of fleshed out, tied in with you know, the new canon as a whole, which we really get, you know, a 60-year span worth of stuff to tie into. So the new Star Wars run's been great. Classically, and it's a little cliche, but, you know, I love that Darth Vader, Dark Lord. Oh, it's so run. good. Absolutely. Place. so unbelievable. Yeah. Good. I mean, it's so many, so many people kind of jump into that one, but I'm a sucker for, like, the, the movie Easter eggs. Um, you know, I know some people kind of cringe at some of those things, and I think that's maybe why I like the comics so much is because those tie-ins are so, um, I guess, obvious. Um, but, you know, I like, I like being able to kind of step into that moment, you know, where this, the movie kind of leaves things, not necessarily on a cliffhanger, but it just kind of ends mm-hmm. things and to see what really happened after that and how Vader kind of copes being who oh, he yeah. is now it's so good um while it's still fresh yeah that's really now that's those are some of so my we have so just to sort of recap we have um right now ongoing we have a, a star wars line which which is it's a it's it's a reboot technically i guess of of the star wars line that was the previous star wars line is that correct yeah it's like the same the same title <laughs> yeah, of that's... star wars number one it's like how like they have amazing spider-man number one is a brand right. new number one even though it's been going since the 60s that's right that's yeah. right so this is a so they've they've rebooted star wars uh the main line right so we have star wars main line which now is between um five and six yes between five and six mm-hmm. that's correct which okay. is which charles soul's writing Yes, that's right. So we have that yep. one. We also have a new Darth Vader line, mm-hmm. right? Greg Pak is right. Which is incredible. That's right. Yes, yeah. which I've I've seen. Yeah, I've read awesome. a little bit of that one. I haven't read much of the the new Star Wars line. Um, and then we have the Bounty Hunters line. Mm-hmm. Do we know how long that's going to be? Have they said? No, I don't. It's already going into ten, so it's going to have its its. If we're talking volumes, the way they've done mm-hmm. them in the past, I think it's already. Um, like if you subscribe to it, it's already up to having a date for Bounty Hunters yeah. 10. So I guess that would take us at least through 14 okay. of them. Mm-hmm. That's really significant. Okay. Yeah. And then what else? What else Afra. is going on right now? Then Afra's Afra is the other one. Okay. All right. So, those are the, so there are four. There are four like lines of comics that are ongoing. They always occasionally release some like short runs of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think we've had yeah. any of those in a little bit, right? You haven't had a limited series in a hot minute. Not since Rise of Kylo. Yeah, Rise of Kylo Ren was the last one. You're right. That's right. That's right. And I, I did get that one. I think I have the entire print uh, line of the Rise of Kylo Ren. Pretty yeah, sure but they've all been they've all been pretty solid. I gotta say, these ones that I've read. I want to take a quick uh, sidebar. John Dutch Vander in the chat asked me if I'm wearing a Michael Irvin or a Des Bryant jersey. Neither, <laughs> my good sir. This is a CD Lamb jersey. I went all in on the rookie this year. Uh, so to be an audio podcast, that's what I look like tonight. All right. Anyway, um, thanks, John. <laughs> Go Cowboys. Let's hope we beat the Cardinals. They look like some of them look different. There it is. Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree, Jake. I've been really <laughs> loving, especially, I'm going to say, the Star Wars run and Vader currently. Uh, the Star Wars run by yeah. Soul, 
unsurprisingly, honestly, is really getting into a couple uh, High Republic tie-ins. Like, he's really having some fun. Now that, now that it's been announced, like, they talk about the old Starlight Beacon. And there was an issue where we found an older lightsaber. Like, there, there's yeah. stuff now that, because Soul obviously knows more than basically anyone other than five people right. in the world what's going on in the High Republic, he can sprinkle those in. So that's been super fun. And personally, go ahead, Jake. And I... Okay, well, I was going to say, I think that what's really, for people who may have been a little reluctant or maybe, you know, weren't as gung-ho about, you know, the Disney takeover and a lot of the things kind of seemed really obscure. I think right now that we've had these runs that took place the first couple of years, because the last couple, there was a character that popped up from Rebels yeah. in the last, um, in the Star Wars run, that I think we're really beginning now to see some of these tie-ins that don't seem so like forced so much as their natural tie-ins with things and the whole story is kind of coming together and I think we all knew that it would take time but we're finally kind of getting to the point where you know it's you get excited to see some of these characters saying rather than like wait what why is this person yeah so and I think that's you know with the High Republic right now obviously you know we get a little bit of these um, cameos and stuff like that that are kind of piquing our interest for what's to come Um, but you know, for me, it just kind of, you know, ties it all in better later. It's part of the Yeah, experience. I mean, that was one of the great things about Legends, right? I mean, you couldn't get amazing um, – you couldn't get amazing sh- series like Legacy of the Force and the New Jedi Order with all these hundreds of characters if you didn't have the years to build them. Like, you, you couldn't build up Rogue Squadron yeah. until you had all the X-Wing books to then put them in the NJO and things like that. So we are seeing those in the comics now, like – in the Charles Soul comic, again, um, at this point, I think we probably should have started with this. There will be mild spoilers for these runs going on. We're not going to try to take away anything. Um, like, Jake didn't mention which character from Rebels is in. That was kind of a indicative of where we're trying to go. But I will say the <laughs> the Charles Soul Star Wars run also has, like, Shara Bay and Cass Dameron in it, uh, the first couple issues. Because now the Poe Dameron comic and Poe Dameron Freefall and things like that have built up those characters individually. So now they can naturally be a part of the story. And I think that's a really cool thing comics can especially do. Because like you were saying, Jake, as a visual medium, it can really tie into the films even more than some novels. Because it can show you the literal shot at the end of Empire. And then pan over to this comic panel. So like you're, you're right there. Like We know Luke was missing an arm because in the first... In the first panel of the first comic of the new Star Wars run, he's sitting getting like this stub taken care of. And you're like, oh, got it. I'm, I'm in it right now. Yeah. And then as the characters come in from all these different mediums, it really creates a really cohesive world. Which is what I also want to talk about that Darth Vader run. Uh, I, would, I would say, guys, no single Star Wars piece of content in the last six months, perhaps, has caused more, like, stir in our slack than the Darth Vader comic. Like, whenever Darth Vader comes up on a Wednesday, there's always, like, one Slack message with, like, 60 replies to it with people not wanting to spoil. <laughs> like, it's it's wild how yeah. how impactful this run has been, right? I mean, Darth Vader's always good, but there's been something about Greg Pak's issues that have set it above. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Th- I think. Can we talk about... Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no way to get around this one. There's no way yeah, to get obviously, no guys, to get if you're it. if you're planning on jumping into uh, if you're planning on jumping into the comics, major kind of spoilers ahead, everyone. It's, I mean, I guess I just we'll just say that my you I'll can't start really have a discussion without really talking. About. Um, I think this was the first time that we really 
had an impactful reference to Padme and the fact that the impact that Padme had on Anakin, the man right. behind the mask, within original. Right. And we, yeah. we kind of been, there's been a lot sort of, of stories sort of surrounding this, too, and other stuff. Like, this was a big deal in the Afra uh, audio drama, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of starting working on tracking down what happened to Padme. Like, did she actually die? Mm-hmm. Like, did he actually kill her? Like, what actually happened? And that's kind of the big theme of the Vader comic, right? Is like, yeah. like he's sort of searching that out. And I mean, I've not even read the whole series, but the stuff that you guys have screenshotted into our Slack channel is like, holy shit! Like, right. it looks, yeah. it's really top notch stuff. And, and like, we're we're you're using a, a comic to bring in stuff not only from the films but also from the books, like from Queen's Peril earlier this year and Queen's Shadow. E.K. Yeah. Johnson's Padme books introduced us to Tanra, right? Captain Tanra is a main character that hooked up with Sabe a bunch. And now Tanra came back in the Vader comic with Sabe and Irte and Sasha. Like, all the handmaidens that we read about in a book earlier this year yeah. showed up in a comic yeah. as a fighting force with Darth Vader. Like, Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, <laughs> you would never, yeah, you would never... I think, like, to me... What it like? What it really is doing, you know? For I was, I grew up loving the Phantom Menace because I grew up. It was I our mean, time, was baby. The one that came out when I was like ten <laughs> years. Old. Yeah, but like now, you can't watch those movies now without seeing like those characters, even in the background, which is like you know a, a, a cornerstone of right. Star Wars. That little background character over there has this giant backstory. But now, I mean, you watch, you know, anytime I ever see Sabe on screen now i mean it's just it was even though it was Kira knightley at the time and she's become this big movie star i guess still a little inkling of me hopes that one day like in the mandalorian or something Kira knightley will show up somewhere but i can't watch that like movie now without looking at all those different characters and just thinking about you know where they're going to be that little boy is going to turn into this and then they are going mm-hmm. to be with them it just it gives it gives so much more yeah weight. Um, and Jake, something. I want to ask you something as a as a teacher, honestly, because I feel like comics and graphic novels as a whole, the last couple of years have really started to get a little more, for lack of a better phrase, respect in the both the educational realm yeah. and kind of the the world as a whole. And whether you want to blame the MCU, whether you want to say about things like the Watchmen TV series or whatever it is, there seems to be this new wave of appreciation for comics. Have you found that to be true from like an academic perspective? Yes, I don't specifically teach any um, graphic novels. I know that one of the teachers that I've worked with in the past has done Persepolis. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Um, as a graphic novel, yeah. Um, and uh, I am Malala. Uh-huh. I think is maybe one of the graphic novels. Uh, novels, but um, yeah, I think one the depth that we're getting a lot with um, the content. Um, you know, you can look at some older different things like that, but I, you know, the visual side of it and looking at the comics is like a piece of art. Um, I think it's elevated a little bit in recent years. I think comics have kind of a really bad rep because we just think of comic culture as, you know, Batman, Superman, go to the comic book store, you know, just kind of the superhero stories. That's mm-hmm. the connotation with the comic book. Um, you know, but I think is more, Classic literature gets kind of revamped into uh, graphic novels. I think that's opened up a lot of the conversation because as a teacher, I mean, I'm excited when a kid reads. And that's one of the hardest things right now is just getting a kid to read anything. Um, And so it's one of those things where as the medium 
changes, the fact that they have something in front of them where they're still able to kind of ask some questions about, you know, what might the message be of this? How might this character change and teach me a lesson? That's what I'm happy about. Um, and so, you know, as we kind of get more into the graphic novel phase of things, like it's not, I don't think it's ever going to replace the literature, but it, you know, there, there's a lot to be said for yeah. it. Um, and you know, the, where it used to be kind of a scoff like, Oh, well that's not the true <laughs> literature. It's not so much about literature anymore so much as it's about you know, understanding. Yeah. That's a great point. Like, th- cause they do bring a message through storytelling, right? That's all books are. It's all graphic novels mm-hmm. are. It's all movies, TV shows. Like you're telling a story. And I think that the yeah. comics, especially bringing it back to star Wars comics have been really great about introducing people to different facets of the universe. Like, Okay, maybe you don't want to read um, this particular novel about this particular character because you don't really love doing that. Oh, but a comic, great. That's like a, a smaller time commitment. Frank, like we talked earlier, it's hard to get fi- find time to read. Yeah. And, oh, it's a visual. I can see Luke. Oh, this happens right after Empire, and it kind of brings you in. And they can really expand what they can do. Um, and it also gives like, artists another you know arena in which to paint pictures, lit- quite literally, um, mm-hmm. to see what's been happening. Now... I want to I want to ask all you guys. Next year, uh, we have two big comic releases coming up, right? We got the High Republic from Marvel, and then we have the High Republic Adventures from IDW. Which means, let's see here. If we count the rest of the books, two out of the five first releases of the High Republic are comics, and they are said to be very important and to be a huge part of it. What do you think this says about the future of Star Wars publishing that they're launching a brand new era with two simultaneous comic series along with three books? I mean, I, I think it Boom. tells us that they're they're considering both to be equally relatively important, you know, for for the stories that they're trying to tell. Uh, I, it's kind of what we were just talking about that, you know, the world as a whole is kind of taking comics and graphic novels more seriously. And I think part of the reason that we're able to do that is because we're equating them, you know, from a publishing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we see that they're willing to put out, uh, you know, brand new eras with comic books like this, with graphic novels like this. I mean, that that tells me as a consumer that there's something important in these comics. And generally there is in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The, you know, uh, certainly since Disney's taken over and, has kind of been in charge of everything. None of these comics are really throwaway. Like there's fun, important moments in all of them. And so, you know, if that's anything to go off of, the point is, hey, you should be paying attention to these. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it too, it's, this is really, I think their moment of saying, like, they want people to be invested into the full experience. Like the, the high Republic is, has kind of been Disney and Lucasfilm publishing's way of saying like, this is our, our clean mm-hmm. slate. Um, you know, we, we want to not completely forget the old stories, but this is where the you know, this is their chance to kind of open things up. And before I think it was always kind of like, you know, you can read this book and this comic may supplement it, or, you know, this comic may be kind of a primary story. And then you may see one of these characters later, but I think this is really their first chance to have everything laid out and say to get this full experience, you have to be open to the adult novels, to the middle grade novels, to the young adult, to the comics, to get everything as one picture. It's, you know, you, you can't, I don't want to say you can't pick just one, but they're really trying to get people to be open to this idea that 
you know, you can start from scratch in all of the mediums and get yeah. the full. It's a great Jake, point. That's a really, yeah, that's an awesome point because I love how you also brought up the middle grade novel thing because we at Utini, the, we, I feel like we're always fighting the battle of telling people, hey, young adult isn't just for kids. Middle yeah. grade now is like, like younger quote-unquote literature or comics or whatever. They, they're not just for younger readers. There's value to be found. And that's a great point. The higher public really is kind of forcing people to understand that. Like, hey, if your big adult brain wants all the parts of this, there's a middle grade novel that's going to be important. And just because it can also yeah. be read by a sixth grader or seventh grader doesn't mean it's lesser for you. Yeah. And I find that absolutely. to be really interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the idea that like there's hard hitting sort of like content inside of the Star Wars comics is not a super new idea. I mean, like like the Poe Dameron comics is really the first one that stands out in my mind that like like there was really key stories connected to the films that yeah. storytelling that like wasn't Snap told is married. We found that out. Right, exactly. And there's like big, yeah. big stuff in there. So like, you know, when when we're talking about, you know, to answer your question that you asked earlier, Eric, like what are our thoughts on this kind of new new um new series that's coming out is like I mean, you kinda have to get it to participate in yeah. it. Particularly something that's this new and massive as the High Republic, I'm absolutely gonna try to pick this one up. Like, um just because it, it's going to be such an important part of, of the of the entire story and how it all fits together. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see how you I don't see how you could digest the High Republic without looking at the comics yeah. as well. It's funny too because we look back at like Shadows of the Empire, right? And it was like this multimedia project back in Legends, and we had the book, and we had the video game, and we had the uh, uh, the soundtrack and all this stuff, right? But now, like everything is kind of like that. Like there's comics yeah. that tie into this. There's a book that ties into this. Like I don't know. There's there's an audio book with like exclusive soundtrack. You know that's in the background playing for that. Like everything now is a multimedia experience. And to get that full experience, you really have to be willing to try out different different types of media. Yeah, and isn't that kind of what we've been asking for, right? Like we ever since Ken started with Star Wars, we've been like, oh. The books are always just a little bit cooler when there's something from a comic added or when there's a character from a film or like like Jake, what you were saying, those Easter eggs, right? There's a reason at the end of every roundtable, Charles, you put together those Easter eggs because we love that. That's so uniquely Star Wars and it's something that, you know, we should be able to take advantage of. And with something like the High Republic saying, hey, this IDW Adventures comic is going to have something that impacts Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi novel and like, all these different parts, I think, make it the first true experiment of what Star Wars canon is capable of. I mean, yeah, and I and I think too with like what's really great about the High Republic as a whole is like you know we we always talk about like what's so great about Star Wars is that it's this it's this big universe. There's a place for everybody, but we've always kind of seen the universe within the frame of you know the Empire and the Rebellion and I mean and, and Darth Vader and his fan yeah. the Skywalkers being the central figure of that and I think this is really what it's going to show us this is what's going to show us um, that you can be in this universe and experience Star Wars stories without the Empire and you know, with a very different Republic than we know and if you think about it in terms of you know you'll have art and things like that that'll pop up but like the comics here are truly what's going to be our visual for yeah, this. Yeah, setting up a brand rock. new aesthetic. You know, we're not going yeah, to have a movie. Yeah, we're not going to have a movie. We're not going to have, I mean, we may eventually, but the only 
vision. I mean, I like sometimes whenever there's, I liked whenever I could read different things around the Force Awakens, and we talk about Snap or Poe or all those different types of things, and I could go into the not or the comic and see what that right. character yep. looked like or something like that. Or I I know what the Carrion Spike looks like as uh, Tark or right. Tarkin ship. Because or I've like, seen I mean, a lot of people like use um, Wikipedia too, like when they're yeah. like reading and stuff. And yeah, a lot of the images that are in Wikipedia have been pulled straight out of the comics. That's where that artwork comes from. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good point. I've not even thought about of like me neither. This will be this will be like the you know the, the creator's imagination of what the old what yes. what's you know the High Republic looks like. That's gonna be awesome. I mean, you I think about it that. when we had yeah. that um, that High Republic announcement. Remember when when they had that huge press conference. They didn't just say here are the authors. They debuted a ton of artwork to say yeah, this is what the, this is what the arrow mm-hmm. looks like. Right. Um, and you make a great point, Jake. I remember back uh, back when I was in high school, and honestly, I still do this sometimes. If I read a new book, sometimes I'd go online on like Tumblr or something, and people would put up like fan casts, right? And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. cool. So now, like, yeah. I have folders <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> I'll save the picture. We to did people. a problem squadron. I mean, we set a cast That's right. That's squadron. Right. Yeah. And now we're like, cool. I get to have that in my head. But now, like I know um, what Trennis looks like in the High Republic because Kevin Scott wrote that character, and now it has been drawn. And now, yeah. they, like the the architecture, the colors of the world are going to be established in comics, and, I get, and we get to bring that in to the to the novels. And I'm, I think that's so freaking cool. I have like a picture of Josh Hutcherson. That's my Joff C striker <laughs> in my. Yes! Priyanka Chopra is a picture, and I and the the caption is literally like Greer Sonnet Sonnel. Brilliant! Um, That's the way to yeah. do yeah. it. But yeah, I have yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender is a Tumblr picture of the ransom. Uh, Ooh, yeah, fantastic. No. Ooh. So, and- but, and I think that's yeah. again that's something so cool because as as the world gets more visual, like we are such a visual world now yeah, in the way absolutely. that people learn or people yeah. absorb, that it just makes it so much cooler. And I also gotta say. Today, even, um, as we're recording this, a lot of comics became a lot more accessible because Marvel just announced a really cool new initiative. Now, a lot of you may know about Marvel Unlimited, which is their essentially Netflix model of comics where you pay a monthly fee and you get access to every single Marvel published comic that's six months old or older. Like, talking from the beginning Spider-Man days all the way till six months ago. Well, today, Marvel announced that that six-month window has now become three months. So now you don't even, you have to wait half the time that you did. If that's how you're consuming comics, like you don't really care about being in the, like the daily conversations or the monthly talks about comics. That's totally fine. Or some people that wait for trades. Now, if you just wait three months, you can pay so much less for your star Wars comics. And I think that their decision to do this now before the high Republic starts is frankly brilliant because comics get yeah, expensive. It absolutely is. Yeah, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys, um, ask you guys this is like, like, what do you think the the biggest barriers to entry are when it comes to comics? Because like, I find, mm. <clears throat> I find comics to be this thing that I like really want to try to get into, but every single try, every single time I try to give it like a, like a real shot, I just can't do it. It's, and I don't really know what what it is about it. It's like I know Eric. Like, so you buy all your comics individually, yeah, on Comicsology, right? Mm-hmm. And they cost the full price in digital edition, still, yep. right? And I just cannot bring myself to do it. I cannot bring myself <laughs> to pay a full price for 
a digital product when the equivalent is a paper product I can hold in my hand and have in a box forever mm-hmm. and like storage on my shelf and display it and all that kind of stuff. I just can't, I can't make myself do it. So for me, that's one of the barriers to entry is like, is the, the cost of the digital stuff is still as expensive as the paper stuff. And it's not an yeah. equivalent product in my opinion at all. So, well, and that's what people have talked about for years and years. Cause when I was in college, I bought physical comics, like weekly yeah. I'd go, I'd go to the shop and I picked out my physical floppy copies, and I had yep. long box after long, like these giant cardboard boxes. If you're a comics collector, you know there's these cardboard yeah, boxes, mm-hmm. and I just filled them, filled them, filled them. And then, but honestly, that became a barrier because then I had these random white cardboard boxes in my apartment that yep. was too small anyway. So sure. the comicsology, I actually switched because it was easier to read them that way. But I do think that the price of comics, you're just saying, is is a decent barrier to entry, which is why I think things like Marvel Unlimited. Like Comixology Unlimited, there's a similar um, yeah thing. I mean, are, we're getting really cl- cool. we're getting closer. The subscription model is absolutely the way that this industry is going to have to be forward. Yeah, to like go move forward and like, yeah. you know, I can tell you from my limited experience when we were selling book boxes back in the day, I fought pretty hard to try to get comics as an option for mm-hmm. for the subscription boxes and stuff. And man, I got to tell you, the comic industry is behind the times. There's Holy one smokes. big publisher, Diamond, and they control all of it. It's absolutely <laughs> atrocious, and like, there's not there's not a single positive Yelp review for Diamond. No. Just leave it at that. No. Like, literally everybody hates them. <laughs> like, every comic book company hates them. All the comic book shops hate them. They're pain to deal with. They send you destroyed copies and don't reimburse you for it. It's like they're mm-hmm. just they're a crappy monopolistic company. It really sucks and. Uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons. The existence of Diamond is probably one of the biggest reasons uh, that we are kind of like behind the times a little bit. But I just found it really frustrating trying to deal with anybody around the comics. Nobody can tell you anything. You have to like get your orders in at certain times. It's very complex even from a like the company mm-hmm. perspective. So, you know, when I see something like this, like three months is is not that bad. Like three yeah. months is pretty good. And it's closer if if this will boost the sales – of comics like if this if a lot of people like sign up for marvel unlimited which i might seriously consider doing that yeah. now actually if a lot of people sign up for that maybe we'll eventually see this and i think we will at some point whether or not it happens in the next 10 years or in our lifetime or whatever eventually we're gonna have to have a pure subscription model for comics if marvel right. unlimited had a monthly fee that i could pay even if it was kind of pricey like 20 or 30 bucks and i could just get all of the newest stuff that they release I would absolutely do that. So as a company, you have to weigh you, yeah. know, you have to weigh that. It's like like how the hell does Netflix afford to, you know, make their subscription like what? Like seven dollars for the well, lowest one? Then well, they I can think produce... that was purely because you, the the movie watching audience versus the comic book reading audience is a uh, is a little bigger. Yeah. But, but, but still, I, do, I mean, I, it's, I think that's it's, the way to go. For right. Sure. It's a it's a pure numbers game when it comes yeah. to when it comes to business. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix knows that they can they can spend a Game of Thrones. Oh, here, Disney Plus is a better example. Can, knows that they can spend a Game of Thrones budget, you know, expense on the Mandalorian because mm-hmm. enough people are going to buy that flimsy little seven dollar subscription. It'll pay for itself, right? So, some ex- some version of that model has yeah. to exist for the comic industry too. Like, well, and I think that's what they're doing now with Marvel Unlimited. Is that as long as you don't mind the three month waiting period, like, because I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people with Star Wars books. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you probably read a lot of Star Wars books, but you may not read every single new release within the first yeah. month that it's released. I mean, yeah. we look at our podcast numbers, our round our roundtables are some of my favorite episodes we do, but they don't always get the listen numbers because some people wait and some people haven't read the book yet. 
So yeah. if you have a comic and it's like, okay, it came out three months ago, but right. I could get around to it anyway, you can save a ton of money. I'm seeing a bunch of people in the chat right. talking about us. Um, again, John Dutch Vander makes a good point. It is three months of FOMO. So if you want to be on the Twitter conversation, <laughs> it's true. kind of the price for that. A side note. I think, well, I was yeah, going to yeah. say just real quick. I think that like for anybody starting, um, yes. this is fantastic. Yes. I mean, I yeah. wish that for me, you know, I, I probably put it off and put it off. And I kind of agree with Corey in the sense that it's like I hate having to pay three ninety nine a month for um, a comic that I just have to turn right back around. And I know I'm going to get the trade paperback for, <laughs> yeah. for, my, um, for your shelf. Uh, right. my shelf. But you kind of hit that moment of like I got to the point where I had read everything. Yeah, uh, all the new canon stuff. I'd read everything, and I I think there are some things that I would be like. I think you know I'm really into the Star Wars and the Vader right now. I think I could put off the Bounty Hunters and the Afra. Yeah, but those other two because oh. I want to know what's going on. But those are hard. But and like you said, you get to that point where. Um, you know, for somebody starting out or anybody who's listening to this and thinking like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, that's got, yeah. Your yeah. I mean, in Marvel unlimited, just, just even at surface level, I like, forget about the whole like three, six month waiting period, whatever Marvel unlimited looks like an in- incredible value. Like yeah, it's like 30,000 comics. <laughs> I know looking at the home homepage, the, the big text, the top of the page to start your seven day trial and get access to over 28,000 digital comments. <laughs> like, that's like pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 So I think, I think this is the way to do it. Like if there's ever been a, ever been a good way to kind of like jump into comics for the first time, like I think this is, this is a, a, a fantastic solution. That's always my biggest problem with Marvel Unlimited. Why I've never done it before is because six months is almost too far away from the conversation to me. Yeah. Like, and, and also yeah. you can, you can even balance it. Like, if, like what Jake's saying, if you're someone that says, okay, um, I want to spend between 20 and 30 bucks a month on comics. If I can find that in my budget, that's Marvel Unlimited plus two like monthly comics. So maybe right. you pick one or two you want to stay yeah. current on, and then the rest yeah. of them get them as they come out. You know, so I yeah. think there's there's definitely a balance act, which which actually brings me to a point I want to ask you guys. Uh, real quick before I do though, I saw in the chat we forgot to mention someone in the Utini family has a birthday today. It's Jared Mays. Happy birthday, yeah, buddy! Happy birthday, Our very man. own. Jedi Pastor. Uh-huh. Um, so I to show you. Happy birthday, man. Hope you're having a great day. Next, I want to ask y'all, as we as we kind of wind up our, our comics talk here, we've had a couple series like the Poe Dameron comic, like Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, all these singular character-focused series. If you guys could pick one character, any era, to get their own comic series. Now, it can be ongoing or it can mm. be limited. Who do you want in this visual medium? Who do you think would be really fun? Ooh, I had a, I have a gut reaction. I'm just going with it. Do it. I want a Tarkin comic. Yeah. Okay. That would be really really interesting to see. So like the uh, we 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 ended up talking about Tarkin briefly on uh, Lightspeed skipping uh, when mm-hmm. I picked the books out, and it like it got me in this weird Tarkin mood. <laughs> you love Tarkin, <laughs> would, man. I do. I love Tarkin. There's something about his pure calculating evil that i just love oh he's a great character <laughs> let's be clear he really is all right i like that um also thank you jared for the happy <sighs> birthday to me on thursday in the chat i appreciate you um know the happy early yeah. birthday eric go to charles, <laughs> Sorry, charles what do you got give jake some time um i think i would love to see a quinlan boss 
comic because Ooh, he's such fun. an interesting person to look at. You know, uh, very mm-hmm. dynamic, action-oriented character. So I think there'd be some some great panels there that I can envision. And uh, you know, he's got a great story in Dark Disciple, and I think we could either build on his story before or after. So, sure. And especially with his like sense memory stuff, you could probably do really weird stuff with the art. Yeah, like make it really uh really trippy. I think that'd be that'd be cool. Again, when you let comic artists. Just kind of go a little nuts. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, here I, I'll give you I'll give you one more sec, Jake. I I'm gonna go in and say I want a Rogue Squadron comic. I want because I think just mm. seeing all the ships in flight, um, is always so fun and kinetic on the page. And I, and to be clear, this could be ro- any any ship squadron. So whether these are like Naboo Starfighter Corps, that'd be great. X Wings, Tavita, whatever you want to be, I would love. I would love that. Can we talk about I the bit war a... that's happening as well? <laughs> Have y'all I'm noticed this? Uh, Jose and Heather just threw me a bunch of bits for a birthday. But they so keep, I appreciate they keep y'all. raising each other. Like this is like they're gambling. <laughs> like they're they're giving the exact amount of bits that the last person did. <laughs> also, I want to shout out here as the, as the comments are flying up, which I love. Um, Jared made a good point. There are tons of Quinlan Voss comics and legends. Uh, he does that's show true. up quite a bit there. So. Um, if you're a little behind on your legends reading like me, I actually use the comics as a way to kind of, uh, some of the epic collections, which we have talked about in Jake's ultimate comics video and on a couple articles on utini.com. Um, some of the legends epic collections are great ways to get a ton of legend story at a low price point. So, yeah, that's very true. And man, the old, uh, the old dark horse comics, in my opinion, my limited comic knowledge opinion, Mm -hmm. the star Wars dark horse comics are like the perfect balance of really epic artwork and really good storytelling. Like that yep. the entire era that right. uh, Dark Horse had the Star Wars comics is is a very special time, I think, in in Star Wars history. Like it Yeah, no question. That, that stuff is really, really good. Like the older public stuff is utterly fantastic. Like there's some really hard hitting stuff in those epic collections. Like when we used to get them and ship them out to people, um, I don't have but a couple of the epic collections on my shelf. And when we used to get them and, and ship them out, I would like flip through them and stuff. And I would find myself like like I couldn't open them because if I opened them up, I'd want to read it for like 40 right. minutes, right? So <laughs> right, and uh, they're really really good. The epic collections are really a fantastic way to collect some of the old stuff too. And I bet all that is I guess all that is in Marvel Unlimited. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it should be now. I think they got the license crazy. or Comicsology Unlimited. I'm gonna get a trial like right now. Like I'm gonna do it. It worked. And we don't even have a promo. That's not even an ad. This is just a cool deal. Now we need, uh, I need to see if we can find an affiliate program. Does Marvel Limited have an affiliate program? <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, well, Corey's figuring out a way to make more money. Jake, what about you? What about you? Who's your character? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, so uh, well, okay. So my first gut reaction um, was, and I guess you know it may tie into the bounty hunter. It was Bausch to like figure cool. out to kind of fill that. Um, you know, what was this? Because I feel like it was a character that. Well, okay, so one, if you watch the Forces of Destiny mm-hmm. shorts, technically it's canon how Leia gets yeah. the Balsh armor. There's that, that story is told. Um, but two, like it always was kind of understood to me that everyone knew who Balsh was whenever Balsh mm-hmm. showed up at Jabba's palace. Um, and so, you know, if it's one of those famous bounties, so that was kind of like a Balsh adventures. Um, the second thing, because I, I kind of I went off on a tangent here, um, my limited series is like a five issue run, each one of them doing a specific story about one of the officers mm-hmm. in the Empire. Yeah. So like one on Piet, one on 
Ozzel, uh, which we get some Ozzel in the Star Wars run. Um, Dude, kind of middle management Empire stuff is great, though. I love those yeah. guys. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> yeah. Um, Mo- like, Moff Jergerod is referenced in, like, the Tarkin novel. And um, Admiral Mahdi. And, you know, we get a lot of Yularen mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But just, so that was my limited series. And then my just total run is just, like, in a rebel soldier that's just like a gen- like somebody kind of like a Lost Stars concept of seeing everything Ugh, from the outside, yeah. um, kind of thing. I think in a comic run that would be kind of cool, like either joining the rebellion or, you know, somebody, you know, kind of jumping in to see it from the. Which I think that was kind of um, you know, there, there's always kind of been a scratch the surface of those mm-hmm. stories being told, like you know when they were talking about the underworld thing with Coruscant yeah. and yeah, the outside yeah. looking in characters. I'd just like to see that, uh, you know, be followed. Yeah, that'd be dope. I, I'll, I'll, add, I'll add one more, only because we kind of saw it. We had a tease uh, in the Rise of Kylo Ren. I want Luke's Jedi Academy, because uh, oh, yeah. we, we oh, saw yeah. the little flashbacks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, give me eighty four thousand pages of this right now, because it's yep. so serene and beautiful yep. looking in the artwork, and I think, ugh. I think that's there. I think that's oh, gonna yeah. be there. Oh, like coming. I've kind of talked about that, but I get. Like, I, yeah, I mean, that just the whole, like, somebody was talking about that. It might have been in the Slack or whatever, but, like, it was just Luke's mm-hmm. absence. Like, I think it's, they're just waiting for. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's. To, to uh, like, it's going to yeah. be there. It's just. Yeah, hundred. For sure. Percent. Like and when it does come, everyone, of course, we'll be telling you all about it here on Living Forest, naturally. Uh, as we end our comic segment here, I want to give one more little boost to a weekly show that we have on our YouTube channel called The Cantina of Comics. Our very own Matt Davenport. You'll remember him from Patron of the Week about 20 minutes ago. Uh, Matt is, uh, he hosts a show every week with his amazing wife. They make a cocktail. They talk about comics. Sometimes they have special guests like our very own Meg Dowell, who was on the last episode. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. If you haven't been to the Utini YouTube channel in a while, you got to check that out for all your comics needs. All right. We promised you reveals at the top of this show. For some Patreon things, so we want to catch you up on a couple things that's going on in Utini land. First of all, Utini Game Night is still going every single week. Make sure you keep on this Twitch channel and see who's playing when. Uh, Legends Look Back is still going every single Thursday night at seven no nine thirty Eastern Standard Time now. Uh, hosted by our very own birthday boy Jedi Pastor Jared Mays. So be and Freddie C of course every week. So be sure you go on that. They're in their Thrawn month year. Time lately, uh, talking about all things Legends Thrawn, so go ahead, jump into there. The Conj Book Club is going every Saturday. Um, with, they are currently going through Dark Disciple. That is Adam, that is Timothy, that is the I think we can announce this right. The recently yeah. engaged yeah. Patrick, congratulations! Our, our team member ah. that got engaged uh last Saturday, congrats, man! So happy for you. Uh, you guys are killing it going through Dark Disciple. And November will be, uh, Charles, one of your favorite books, Kenobi. So you will find be me sure there. to check that out. You will find yes. me there. A weekly basis, a weekly book club. Uh, check that out in the Discord. Um, Patreon. We got tons of Patreon stuff going on. Leg- Lightspeed skipping. We just had another episode this week. Um, should I tell you? I'm not going to tell you what we did. We did I Jedi. The episode before last, uh, but we had a lot of fun. That was me, Jared, Meg, and Heather talking about a random Star Wars book. Had a lot of fun there. Me and Charlie are still going through season two of 
Rebels on the Ghost Crew going every other Wednesday. Corey, if you would yes. be so kind, my friend, tell everyone what we are doing on October 30th for our lovely patrons. Yes. So, you know, last week, I think we were doing it next week. But yeah. this week, we're doing it the next week. So, you know, not uh, not confusing at all, right? <laughs> so, uh, yes. long story short, <laughs> we tried to plan the event, and then I realized I had a wedding. So, yeah, it was definitely my fault, but we announced it live on the show, and then totally realized that and had a wedding so anyway we've changed around now night at the opera it is happening friday october 30th this is a quarterly ish uh patreon party that we have where we all get together and um we hang out and we watch some kind of movie or something like that and uh, on october 30th at 7 30 p.m we're gonna start and we're gonna we're gonna watch a couple episodes of the mandalorian um, I know we will probably have all gotten up early and watched the mandalorian early that morning like for the first episode i'm definitely gonna do that oh yeah um, yeah, so I'll have already seen the first episode, but it'll be cool. We'll, we'll kind of talk about some of the – maybe we'll watch like two or three of the key episodes of The Mandalorian and kind of talk about – like recap it a little bit and how it maybe tie into the second season. So it's going to be a good fun time. Um, we also have a fun kind of addition to this. I think we're going to try to work out – I've not even talked to you guys about this on the show. Ooh, a reveal um, for us. Yeah, a reveal for you guys too. Uh, last week I discovered a really cool app called a Gather Town. Um, which is basically basically an online service where it's a little like 32-bit um looks like an old pokemon video game or something like that you can like kind of design (laughs) your own space and you you pop in there with a little character and whenever two characters get close enough to each other it pops up like a video chat screen like a zoom call so uh, i use that to create a virtual utini office based on a star wars rpg uh (laughs) rpg map of kind of like the jedi temple so um, we have like a virtual office and i think we're gonna like um, Jose and me have been, have been talking and he's gonna, he's gonna take like an opera house, like a, like an RPG map and like modify it. So it looks a little more Star Warsy and Utini themed and we're going to make it a room off of our office. So you can wow. visit the Utini office and visit the opera house. And I'm going to run, I'm going to run the night at the opera out of the software. I already decided I'm going to do it. Um, and I already, I already have the technical stuff figured out, believe All it or right. not. Like I know wow, exactly how okay. it's going to work. Like it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can visit the Utini office and we'll all go to the theater together and uh i think i'll have my little character go up on stage and in my video will be the, the mandalorian <laughs> and i can send it to you guys like that so awesome um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun a fun little goofy experience and uh <laughs> like i've we really enjoyed playing around with the software it looks like a lot of fun so and this will be for our i believe our inquisitorious patrons and above um yeah. get the night in the opera perk so uh for all this stuff too, yeah it's ten dollars a month ten dollar um and also, make sure you are, even if you're not a patron and you want to know what's going on, uh, make sure you're on our email list. Uh, if you go to utini.com, it's the pop-up that jumps up. Uh, add your email to this. Our buddy Tyler yeah. puts a lot of work into the monthly, um, sometimes more than monthly, Utini emails. So just keep keep your eye on your emails. And if you're a patron, you will be getting further information uh, from Timothy, our Patreon manager. And we look yeah. forward to seeing you all at the night of the opera event yeah great time to uh jump into patreon for the first time if you if you just want to kind of maybe test it out for a one for once it's like a, i mean maybe kind of look at it like a ten dollar movie ticket right yeah. like you can come hang out with us and, the opera and we are nine dollars away 
from oh Corey God. reading I Jedi. So if we I'm get one kidding. new patron <laughs> for the Just month. kidding. Don't come become a Patreon. A patron. I don't want to read I Jedi. <laughs> I don't want you, that. You could you could watch The Mandalorian with all of us, and you could unlock the next Patreon perk oh all in one God. go. So patreon.com slash utini. Keep your eyes on your emails. All right, last announcement on this show. We have a new show coming on October 30th as well. It's your Patreon feeds called Calf Faves. That's right, Calf Faves. Uh, starring Meg Dowell and Heather Goldman, who are going to be talking all about some of their favorite things in Star Wars from their phenomenal perspectives. They've been working on this show for a while. We've been wanting to uh, spice up our Patreon with some new shows there. So at the end of the month, you are going to get the Night at the Opera event. You're going to get the new Cafes podcast with Heather and Meg. And because it's Mandalorian season, Bounty Hunt's coming back. So there's never been a better time to become a Patreon of, of Utini. I have no idea how we're going to record all this content, but we're contractually obligated to, so it's going to happen. And on that note, my friends, that is going to do it for tonight's episode of The Living Force. If you're already supporting us over at Patreon, uh, we thank you. Thank you so much for your patronage. Um, we went a little late tonight, so I, are we doing aftermath, Corey? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we went a little too long tonight, so we'll come back next week with the aftermath after show, but we thank you and we love you. A special thank you especially to Cheryl Bell, Alec Householder, and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council, and Kyle Hickman and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of this show and all things Utini. You can find us on Twitter, at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. And Wes, when he's here, is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor and patron of the week, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Jake for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.